All right, folks, we've got a bone to pick with our friend Alex here because me and Corey, we made all the picks. And then it's up to Alex to listen to the episode of his own podcast and then fill us in before the games kick off via text message what his picks are. Corey, did he understand the assignment? No. Oh, he didn't. Meaning, he did not text in one of the picks. By the way, it was a pick that me and Corey both got correct. Then when we proceeded to ask him, as a joke, Alex, who would you have taken? And we'll count it. Corey, what did he say? And I quote, Honestly, I would have taken insert team that won this guy you guys we got to consider kicking him off the podcast this guy is the pits i mean you talk about a guy that is just so we've got a punishment for him he's got to pick an extra game this week we which yes we do have we do have bonus picks this week coming up We've got an extra one for Alex, so stay tuned for that. Alex, you may speak. Well, if you love Big Ten football and hate me, then you came to the right place. Welcome to Big Banter, everybody. Where we're talking all things Big Ten football, college football playoff, and the likes. But this week, this is the picks edition. So we're headed into week 12. Things are heating up in the college football landscape. And uh, I'm about to shock Ethan and Corey with my winning pick for whatever surprise game they give me. And, uh, well, that's just going to be that. And Ethan, who always has our live lines ready to go, is not is not at his desk. So, Corey, do you want to say something to the listeners? Oh, wait, follow us on the socials at B1G Banter Pod on Instagram and threads and then at B1G Banter on X. Yes, I, I do want to say something to the listeners because Alex was 100% right. If you are a Big Ten football enjoyer and uh, Alex Day hate crime enthusiast, uh, this is the right place for you. And uh, I just would like to say thank you for sticking around for so long. We've, we've been able to give you more content, more content that isn't even just Big Ten football. It goes Big Ten and beyond. And that's what we do for the people. We give you what you want. And if you feel like you're being taken advantage of by Alex specifically, leave a comment on what his punishment should be for not getting in all his picks. We're going to pick the best one. Whatever the best comment is for punishment, keep it within the realms of reality. People understand that he's a father, he's a husband. So, Taking his pants off in the middle of the most busy street near his house probably would be the best thing to comment. So get those get those in here and we'll we'll get him punished, don't you worry. What about death by exile? That also see, those are more good examples of realistic punishments. Guys, I I have a career. I have I have a reputation to uphold. Had. Had. Yeah, a reputation you, you absolutely ruined that. tarnished. 
you took your reputation, you ruined that. And you stuck it on the ground, you pooped on it, and you, you scuffed your heels into it. And you ruined it. You should be ashamed. I want the record to show that when I texted in my picks, I only texted two of the three non-con games that were talked about because I was trying to listen to the episode very quickly so I could hang out with my wife and son. And even though I only texted in two of the three, neither of my two best friends thought of correcting me and say, hey, why don't you why don't you send in the, the other one? Okay, time out. No. Uh, Alex, we were watching football. We're locked in. We're we're committed to this podcast. Unlike somebody else, we ha- we don't have any. We don't have time to do our jobs and then do your job for you. This is just. This is not how this is going to go. I I love how he uses his wife and his kid as his victim card. I have a wife and three children, and a brand newer baby than the one that he has. And this guy's like, hey, Ethan, where where was the, wait, you didn't make that other pick? You didn't make that other pick, Alex? Where was that text? I, screw you, bud. Screw, screw you. Yeah, and I have three TVs that I have to watch all of the games on. Who's going to watch the Big Ten West but this guy? No, no, no excuse needed, Corey. Don't give this guy, don't give this guy excuses. He doesn't deserve them. I am actively searching for a new podcast to host. So if you are out there and you have all of the conversation covered and just need someone to keep you on the tracks during the episode, I'm your guy because God knows nothing would happen here without me. All right. You're going to enter the transfer portal? Hmm? Is that what you're going to (laughs) do? Good luck with that one star rating. You're going to leave the Big Ten for the SEC because you got a little too harsh of a punishment? Hmm? at Michigan. <laughs> All right, Ethan, you take it away from here. You're you're Mr. Vegas over there. So give us the lines, give us the games and let's pick. All right, should should we just go straight into first first pick Alex's punishment. We're on the topic we might as well. And he does not know what it is. Me and Corey both do. Alex so this is a bonus game, people. We're starting off with a bonus game here. <laughs> your bonus, your congratulations, your bonus game to pick because you did not make a pick is North Carolina, number 24 ranked North Carolina traveling to Clemson. Clemson minus six and a half. At home against a ranked North Carolina team. Alex, take it away with your rip-roaring analysis of this game. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, Oh, God. Clemson's favored by a touchdown. They're coming off of a big win against Notre Dame. Dabo gave his whole big speech of, like, you know, if there's any time to buy stock in Clemson, it's now. Um, oh, why? Why is Clemson's favored by almost a touchdown? This is weird. This doesn't make any sense, guys. This this doesn't make any freaking sense, Ethan. Oh, did I miss the part where this was supposed to be fun for you? 
or this is supposed to be fun for me and Corey and the listeners. It's fun for us. Okay. Um, you know what? I think Clemson's coming off of an emotional high. Uh, it's it's way too late in the season for Clemson to just bounce back, you know, completely and be Clemson again. If they were going to be Clemson again, it would have happened by now. Uh, and Notre Dame's given us up and down performances all year, and they've played a super tough schedule, so they could just be drained. And North Carolina, I know they don't have a defense, but they can score points. So I'll take North Carolina plus six and a half. Give it to me, baby. And just like that, like Jim Harbaugh wants Michigan to be America's team, Alex Day has just made Clemson America's team this weekend. (laughs) This Saturday, Clemson minus six and a half. I might wear orange face paint, to be honest with you. There is a there is a high probability that that happens. <laughs> All right. We... Bad choice. I, I... Bad choice, Alex. I would have uh, chose the original game that we had to pick instead of this one. So good luck to you. I, I bleed Michigan and Carolina blue now, baby. Let's go. All right. Moving, moving right along into the games. Let's start off. Rutgers traveling to Penn State. Um, both of these teams coming off of losses. Oh, you hate to see it. Poor, poor Penn State. Um, James Franklin, man. Like what? What is your deal? You're just a you're just a fraud football coach. Um. Anyways. And you get really good recruits, and you still find a way to suck. He's the most mid. <clears throat> he is the most mid. That's the only thing I'm going to agree with Alex on this whole episode. Um, all right, so Rutgers traveling to Penn State. Penn State minus 20 and a half. Vegas wants to know, will Penn State go out there, cover a big spread after an emotional loss, new offensive coordinator getting elevated into that position, my guess is the answer is yes. I think Penn State is going to come out in this game. When they've had big spreads, they've covered the number. When it's smaller, they don't. Um, I, I've kind of learned my lesson here. I think Penn State, offensively, Rutgers has nothing to offer against that defense. Penn State's defense is for real. Michigan is just that good. But... I don't think that there is a situation where Rutgers scores more than 10 points in this game. And I think late in this game, third quarter, it wears on you. Penn State, I'm going to take them to cover in this one. I'm not going to think too much about this game either. Uh, We've seen what Rutgers is this whole season, uh, and they still cannot figure out how to get a forward pass consistently. Uh, That hurt them last week, and it's going to hurt them this week. I think they'll run the ball a little bit better uh, and be uh, somehow a little bit more competitive. Uh, but still, Penn State's going to get a bounce back game. They're going to cover. I think. I think twenty one feels about right. It's going to be pretty close to this number, um, but uh, shouldn't be in danger of not covering. If that makes sense. I'm actually going to go with Rutgers on this one because I feel like we saw Penn State earlier this year, lose a really tough game against an elite opponent. 
And then what did they do after that? They followed that up with a really bad performance against an Indiana team that they were heavily favored over and way more talented than. So um, I'm going to say that history repeats itself and Penn State can't quite get up off the mat after they've they've gone through their tough games now. They know that they're not playing for a Big Ten championship game anymore. Um, and Rutgers can still play for, you know, being spoiler. So um, I'm going to go with Rutgers to to cover this one because I think Penn State's going to be a little emotionally drained. Correct me if I'm wrong. Fourth quarter, late game, Penn State went off in that game and actually ended up covering the number against Indiana. No, it was no, that one, it was like a 30-point spread. Yeah, that one was close the whole way. Okay, okay, gotcha. It was the Maryland game, but. Alex going for scorched earth. He was sick of him, us making fun of him at the beginning of the episode, so he's got to claim, get some games to hear. Well, here you go. Here's a game nobody wants to pick, but we have to because we're a Big Ten podcast. Michigan State traveling to Indiana. Indiana, minus four. How? 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 That's all I can say before I turn it over to Corey and ask him to make a pick. <laughs> you always do the grossest games. I always get first, but that's fine. Um, this is Indiana's uh, senior day. Whether that means anything or not, I think it means a little bit something because Indiana's playing some pretty good ball right now. And I'm going to read you this stat line for uh, Sorsby, who is now taking over the reins as starting quarterback for Indiana. 99 of 171. 1,164 yards, 10 touchdowns, and two interceptions. For Indiana, that's pretty solid. And with them just dropping 44 against Illinois uh, and coming home to Michigan State, who just cannot stop a nosebleed anywhere, uh, I, I think Indiana wins this game. I think they win it by seven or more. And I'm I'm actually pretty confident in that. I am not. I am going to take Michigan State because Indiana's been playing a little bit. Um, I don't know how you. What's the phrase above above their toes or what? You guys know what phrase I'm talking about? Above their pay grade. Uh, some there's a no. That's not whatever. Uh, Indiana's been playing above their. Sure, we'll go with pay grade. We know they're not this good of a team and even against Illinois you saw kind of two sides of the coin because they got up big against Illinois and then Illinois came all the way back Indiana's covered I believe their last three games but they've been underdogs every single time they've gotten the points now they're a favorite I'm gonna I'm gonna take my bet that this is the week they come back down to earth so give me MSU plus four and I will take Michigan State to win this, too. We're just going to be leaving Alex on all sorts of islands, Corey. <clears throat> I, I Michigan State has not gotten progressively better. Indiana is right now. I don't trust either one of the coaching staffs. I would not touch this game with a 10-foot pole. I'm going to take Indiana solely because they're the home team. And because of how they're playing offensively right now, and with what you mentioned, Corey, Michigan State can't stop anyone right now. So I'm just going to take the hot hand. I'm going to go with Indiana, ride them in this game, 
pray that they cover the four points. All right. Moving right along. <sighs> a a rip-roaring affair is going to take place between Purdue and Northwestern. And I actually kind of mean that because both of these teams lately have been playing much, much better than they did early on in the season. We talked about it a little bit in the last episode. Purdue's defense really starting to pick it up offensively, really starting to pick it up. Looks like they're actually starting to gain a culture there. They're traveling to Northwestern. Northwestern plus three at home. Alex, what say you? Yeah, this should actually be a fairly interesting game. Like you said, Ethan, I think what's going to put this over the edge for me is Northwestern is getting points at home, and they also get to play for a chance to go to a bowl game. They've got two chances to do it, this one being their first and their only chance at home. So I will take the home team with something huge to play for. Like who would have thought before the season that Northwestern was going to have a shot to go to a bowl game. So I think that team's going to be really energized. Give me the home team with something to play for plus three. This one's, this one's really tough for me. Uh, I, I just, the way both of these teams are playing, I've been very impressed with both of them over the last few weeks. I mentioned it in last episode that Purdue, even against Michigan, defensively played two and a half to three quarters of stellar defense in that game. Um, Outside of the first two drives. But Northwestern has also just been playing really, really well. This is one of those games that you just kind of sit down and watch. You don't bet. Um, Oh, But if you're forcing me to... I think, like Alex said, Northwestern at home catching the points. I find it very hard to lay three on the road for Purdue. So I'm going to take Northwestern plus the points in this situation. I think we're all taking a look at this number and trying to let Vegas speak to us a little bit here uh, because we can get caught up in the, the glitz of the of the previous win of Purdue, them turning the corner and then look at Northwestern and see the progress that they have made. Uh, I think what, what is it that we talk about uh, that uh, the home team just automatically gets two and a half points. Is that, is that the, that's the general consensus here, but we've got it in the exact opposite direction. uh, Almost a five point swing here. Uh, And just based off of the way that Northwestern has been playing, in the inconsistency that we've seen Purdue have over this season, Northwestern has proved that they are a program on the mend, on the turn, and Purdue is maybe in the beginning stages of that. Um, and for that reason, uh, we get a maybe not so super confident super lock, but uh, I'll take Northwestern as well because that number is just way, way, way too weird. Our super locks, at, at some point, one of us needs to go back and listen to all of our super locks throughout the season. But last week, we had Northwestern, which hit. We had Rutgers that didn't hit. We had Nebraska that didn't hit. But then we had the under for Rutgers-Iowa that did hit. 
So I think we went two and two last week I, in our super lock bets. I think our super locks have been pretty good for the majority of the year. All right. Moving right along. Michigan traveling to Maryland. Maryland catching 19 points in this game. This is a weird number. Um, 19 is like kind of in the middle of no man's land, but you're right, Corey, weird numbers. They tend to find you because I'm coming to you first. This guy. Hold on. I have, I haven't gone first yet except for my bonus game. So I'll go first. All right. I'll take it. Um, Michigan is on a scorched earth tour right now. They are, they're mad at anybody and everybody. They're mad at the big 10 for suspending Harbaugh. They are mad at, at media for trying to discredit their last couple of seasons and calling them cheaters. They're, they're mad at the NCAA for suspending Harbaugh at the beginning of the year. They're, they're just ticked off at everybody right now. So I think they're going, I don't think they're going to let up against any team they play for the rest of this season. So give me Michigan minus 19 to cover even on the road. No one in the country wants to play Michigan right now. Plain and simple. With or without Jim Harbaugh, they're playing complete football. They're playing United football. um, And they're playing uh, gross, dangerous football. Um, I've been picking Michigan games these past three weeks and not really second-guessing myself, and I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, Michigan covers this spread. Uh, they contain uh, Tagaviola, or however you pronounce his last name. It doesn't even matter anymore because he's played his way out of me pronouncing his name correctly. Um, let's get to the game. Yeah, not a ton of analysis here. <clears throat> One thing to look at, Michigan has played close games in both of the last two seasons, the game before the Ohio State game. Um, I do wonder if that trend continues, but... And this is at Maryland. So could be a little bit of a scare for the first half. Um, but uh, Michigan is a team of second half adjustments. So I expect them to put a bullet in this team in the second half. So I will take Michigan and punt the 19 points. Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead. I They should not put a bullet in in that team. That I, I would imagine there's some NCAA bylaw against that yeah well michigan loves breaking bylaws so it's all good um so you could argue the game of the week in the big 10 illinois traveling to iowa disgusting iowa minus three um Corey. No, you go first. I'm just kidding. I'll take this one first. I'll take this one first. (laughs) That's why I said it more as a question. Um, Illinois has been playing so much better offensively, but then everybody who has felt that way goes and plays Iowa, and then you don't play well offensively. I'm taking the elite-level defense of Iowa to be more real than the very short-term success that the Illinois offense has had. Give me Iowa. I'll punt the three points. Corey, over to you. Oh, man. I feel like 
I've I've second guessed myself a lot on Iowa games this year. I feel like I've picked outside of Michigan games. I've been pretty spot on with these Hawkeyes, probably just because I have an affinity for absolutely horrendous football, um, at least on one side of the ball. Uh, Iowa's got a chance to just lock up the Big Ten West, not have to worry about it with a win here. Uh, and Illinois, this is this is going to be really interesting as far as bowl eligibility for these middle of the pack Big Ten. Uh, West teams. I think Iowa just knows how to win, knows how to get the job done, as opposed to an Illinois team that had all the pieces together last year and wasn't able to do it. Uh, the talent on defense is just going to overpower Illinois, uh, and they're not going to know how to handle it. So give me Iowa um, in most likely a 10-3 to game. I keep doubting Iowa week after week after week after week, and I keep picking teams to cover against them, and it keeps not working. I think it's just flat-out time for me to accept that Iowa is college football's version of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You watch them on TV, and you say they're not a good football team. They're not a good football team. They're not a good football team. And then you see the end result, and they keep winning, and they keep winning, and they keep winning, and... Maybe they're a good football team. Maybe their defense is so good that they're a good football team, even if their offense is the worst I've ever seen in my entire life. So Iowa minus three, because I keep doubting you, but you're a good football team? The first super lock of the week, and they're always disgusting. They're always disgusting. That's all we know how to do, boys. All right. Now you missed, right you, missed the, you missed the first super lock. Oh, oh wait, Northwestern Michigan. Northwestern and Michigan both. Yeah. Yeah, correct. I'm Somebody sorry. can't Not count. The first super lock. Hmm. Somebody can't count. Oh, just like Alex, when he can't count how many picks we've made. Uh, deflection. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, the 4 p.m. game, it's going to be a rip-roaring affair between Minnesota and Ohio State. Ohio State is only favored by 27 and a half points. Listen, don't, don't, don't make me do this. Don't make me talk about P.J. Fleck. Just let me take Ohio State minus 27 and a half and be on my merry way, okay? Don't. Don't do it. I've got kids. I need to manage my blood pressure. PJ Fleck, go jump in a hole and stay there and never coach football again. Okay? Bye. PJ Fleck is rowing the boat in Wisconsin, kind of like Sandra Bullock was rowing that boat in Bird Box. It's Minnesota. What did I say? Wisconsin. Well, that's part of... He doesn't know where he is. He's he's blindfolded like Sandra Bullock was in the bird box. And he's just rowing and rowing. And he's actually going backwards. He thinks at worst he's going in circles. He's going backwards. There is a waterfall. And they're headed towards it. Uh, Ohio State's playing their best football. Their healthiest football all season, probably. So give me Ohio State. I'm not going to think too much. Marvin Harrison Jr. Go vroom. Ohio State, 27 and a half. Was that Maserati Marv? 
Maserati Marv. Ay, ay, ay. I don't think I want to listen to Gus Johnson call another Michigan Ohio State football. Can we petition for that game to be on a different network next year, please? No, I love Gus Johnson. I really want to hear. I really want to hear somebody else. I'm I'm over him. I'm straight. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I am over Gus Johnson. Well, he called the he called the Michigan basketball game last night way better at calling basketball than he is football. His little antics and the stuff like that. It wears thin after a while. It's like, dude, I just want to listen to you call the football game. It, it's it's too much for me. I'm sorry. It is. Well, have you ever I, considered the fact that uh, you're dumb and I hate you? I take all of that into consideration every single time, and I still have never cared. <clears throat> all right, Good. I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same page. Okay, so stop talking. Thanks. No. Idiot. Nebraska traveling to Wisconsin. Corey is stupid. I mean, um, Wisconsin minus four and a half. I, this game, I, I don't know. Both of these teams are so bad. Alex, pick it first. I will gladly pick this one first. I feel pretty confident about this. Uh, we heard last week. After the Wisconsin game, one of the players was talking about there's actually some locker room stuff going on. Like players are starting to call out players publicly, not by name, but just being like, look, guys got to decide if they, got to decide if they want to be here and play football or not. Is it like Arkansas where they're watching Polar Express at halftime when they're getting that, body bagged? That was so funny. <laughs> Wait, I missed this. Arkansas Arkansas players were in the in the locker room at halftime watching the Polar Express while they were getting dumpstered. No freaking way they were not. They were like watching on their phones or something. No, oh, they put it on the TV in the locker room. It was incredible. Oh my gosh, that's freaking hilarious. Uh I wish that was happening at Wisconsin. I feel like it's a little more toxic than that, but there's still something going on. This this first year for Luke Fickle did not go at all how I imagined. Um, so will I take Nebraska to win? Um, you know what? I will not. I think Wisconsin will win, but it will be close. Nebraska covers plus four and a half. Mm, this one's hard because I don't like either of these teams. They're both playing really bad football. Um, and it's not a reflection of their programs as a whole. Uh, a couple of teams that are just trying to get to the end of the year, but also playing for bowl eligibility. I think currently in the Big Ten West, there's five teams that are five and five. Or or no, there's four teams that are five and five right now. Uh, and not all of them are going to get to that sixth win. <sighs> I kind of believe in Nebraska a little bit more. I feel like they're going to figure something out. They they have to stop turning the ball over at this alarming rate, right? Do they? Can they do that? Or are they just going to keep the floodgates open? Who knows? Um, Alex, I'm right with you. I'll say, I'll say Nebraska covers not comfortable saying that they'll win. Um, but this might be, this might be a rock fight of two teams that are just bad. And the team that's worse or the team that's not as bad, 
comes out with the dub. One of these two teams just lost to Indiana. Nebraska, plus the points. All right. Wisconsin lost to Northwestern. Northwestern is going to be bowl eligible. Yeah, true. They are. Is Indiana that much worse than Northwestern, though? Indiana only has three wins. Yeah, Indiana's worse than Northwestern, yes. Okay, moving on. Anyway, okay, moving along to the bonus picks. Wait, 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 wait. I missed missed who you picked. You picked Wisconsin to cover? No, I picked picked Nebraska. Oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) Ooh, another super lock. There's super lock, 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 lock. All right. Now we've got the bonus picks, ladies and gents. And all of these are going to have tie-ins to CFP outcomes. We talked about it in the previous episode. All of these have implications for the CFP. So follow along, people. This is going to be spicy. Okay, this is going to be lit up hot a mess. If only you could see what my colleagues were doing right now, you would never listen again. All right. Louisville traveling to Miami. Louisville still alive in the CFB race. They need to win out. They are traveling to Miami. They are one point favorites on the road at Miami. I'm going to take this one first. Miami finds a way in every big game to shoot themselves in the foot. Trend continues. Louisville wins. Louisville covers. Whoever wants to go next, go ahead. I will go because Corey's a coward. Uh, Miami, I believe they didn't. They just lose their starting quarterback. Didn't he break his arm at the end of? No, last game. no, no, no. They they replaced their starting quarterback with this guy, and then that guy broke his arm, and the first guy who got benched is now starting again. Yeah, Van Dyke. Um, Van Dyke was the original starter, correct? Yes. Yeah, and he's a turnover machine, so give me Louisville. Louisville's got Lu- a- Louisville. 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 Oh, oh, what a gross number! One point favorite. Come on, come on, Vegas. Quit. You're calling me a coward. Give us something to give us something to work with here, Las Vegas. You idiots. I'll take Louisville. Um, I won't think about it too much because uh, mostly I just think that little thing that I said there. The starter who got benched for the other guy. And then the other guy broke his arm. It's not the starter again. So that's not a good combination to have going into big game. Probably means you should bet Miami. <clears throat> um, all right. 330 window. Georgia traveling to Tennessee. Tennessee plus 10. Alex, we go to Corey first to see what he has to say about this. Ooh, nice switcheroo. Uh, We've been waiting for Georgia to play at an elite level all year, and they're finally getting there. I think Tennessee, I don't like, obviously their program isn't falling apart, but they're beginning, the wheels are beginning to fall off a little bit here. Uh, Some things aren't as sharp 
as they were uh, down in the volunteer state. I'll take Georgia. I don't want to think too much about it because I think we're just setting up for another collision course of an undefeated Georgia team in a one-loss Alabama for the SEC title. That's what everybody wants anyway. This line doesn't make any sense to me. All three of Tennessee's losses are on the road against really good teams. They finally get to play a really good team at home. Something tells me Georgia's just in for a letdown. And I I don't mean they're going to lose the game. That is not what I said. Don't take it out of context. I am not saying that they're going to lose this game. However, I just feel like I've got to take the disgusting home dog here and just ride those 10 points and hold on for dear life while I go on that bull ride. I'm going to I'm going to take Tennessee plus the points here because this line makes no sense and I absolutely want to take Georgia, but it feels so trappy because it feels so easy to take Georgia minus 10, which is exactly why I'm going to take Tennessee plus the points. And like I said, just hold on for dear life. I don't trust Joe Milton as far as Joe Milton can throw a football, which means I don't trust him a very far distance. So I am going to take Georgia in this one. I agree with Corey. They are peaking at the right time. And, you know, it's one thing for a team like, you know, let's say like a USC or a Texas or something like that to be peaking at the right time when they, when we know they're not the very top tier college football, they have letdowns at this point in the season. When you're a team like Georgia and you're peaking at the right time, you stay at that peak for the rest of the year. So give me Georgia to do what they're supposed to do against Tennessee. And honestly, Thank God we weren't a super lock on this one. We are a super lock on one, two, three, four, five, six games, boys. And two of the ones that were not, I'm on an island. Sounds like it's going to be a bad week for Alex. <clears throat> All right. Wait, Ethan, quick a great week. A great week for boys as a whole, though but a bad week because he's going to lose two games on us. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Uh, you love to see how come, how come you didn't have us pick the uh, Alabama Chattanooga game? Isn't it? Um, there's no line. Also, I have another game, so shut up. Washington traveling to Oregon State. You guys, Oregon State laying two and a half in this game. Uh, th- this game, there there might be, the over-under is 63.5, and, and I would easily take the over. There might be 100 points scored in this game. It is going to be up and down the field. This game is going to be absolutely insane. Something tells me that Washington is in in line to take their first loss here. They're They're going on the road. They have no defense. And I understand that Michael Penix is is elite, and they their offense is very very good. It's hard to rely on just offense when you go on the road against a very very good opponent. You have to be able to play some defense, and they just don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oregon State in this game. I'm gonna punt the two and a half, 
I think Oregon State gets it done. Uh, I am going to go a different direction. I think Washington is having a bit of that team of destiny vibe. I think we've seen a lot of this Heisman talk kind of come like with like Penix as the top, but he's like, there's a lot of guys that are vying for, uh, for the favorite. I think this is the game where Penix really does prove outside of the Oregon game that, you know, he is the best player in college football. Um, like that line, just especially as as well as Washington has played all year to be to be a dog in this game. I know it's super tough. I know it's a top fifteen matchup, but I'm just I'm going with nothing but my gut. I don't really have any good analysis for this game other than just a feeling that Washington's going to pull it out and then complete an undefeated uh, regular season, almost because they kind of have to if they want to keep their college football playoff hopes alive. Um, I, because the line is so weird and, you know, logic would tell you that Washington should be favored in this one. I'm going to follow Ethan's line of thinking and just take Oregon state because it's so shocking that you're like, wait a second, there's no way, but this is also interesting. I feel like Vegas is really telling you at this point in the season who's the better football team between Washington and Oregon. Not not Oregon State, Oregon. Even though Washington beat them head to head. So Oregon State at home against Washington is minus two and a half, which means neutral site. It's basically a pick'em game. Oregon State at Oregon. The line right now, Oregon minus 11 and a half. So if that was a neutral site game, Oregon still favored by more than a touchdown against Oregon State. That tells you, I think everyone in the country kind of feels like Oregon's the better football team than Washington right now, but we just haven't gotten a chance to see it because Washington beat them straight up. I think this might be the week that that we see it and we finally get to say, oh, this is why. So I'm also going to take Oregon State. Thank you guys for giving me the game. You guys don't know how to pick the Washington Huskies. You've proved that all year. I will take my victory now. No. Incorrect. Incorrect. This is this is 100% one of those times where it's like you're going to see 80% of the handle being on Washington and they just get body bagged. It's this because they can't they can't play defense. Is this one of those where like 80% of the money's on Washington, but like the big money is on Oregon State? 80% of the bets, and then like the it, it'll be like 54% of the money is on Washington, but 80% of the bets are because the big money will be on. But it doesn't matter. It'll it'll still come close to even, and that's all Vegas wants. And then those big betters. They taking home that crispy chatter. They taking home that crispy chatter. They taking home that crispy chatter. And Corey's left with nothing because he's dumb. <laughs> Says the man in last place in all of the picks. Oh. Says the guy that had to flip a coin last year because he's so bad at picking games. Listen. I got off the coin and look where I'm at now. I got off the sauce and I'm at the top. <laughs> it's like you got off heroin. I got off the coin 
And look where I am now. I'm the success story, The sauce story, was baby. simply a handicap. You got to get in that mindset. You got to get on that grind. So you're not at my level. I absolutely love it. And I absolutely love the picks. And those are the picks, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. That's been another week. Next week, we have Michigan, Ohio State. We're going to do a deep dive in it. Listen to all the episodes because then in the final episode of the picks for the regular season, not the final episode, period. Final episode for the picks. That's next week. So stay tuned. We love you. This is Big Banter. Follow us on the socials. We love you. Peace.